0: Welcome to Future of Fortunes, where we uncover how digital assets, NFTs, DAOs, and Web3 will forever change the financial landscape. This podcast is all about the future of making money, how tech has changed the game, and how real people can build real financial fortunes by staying in the know. Let's dive in.
1: This is Jake Claver with my partner in crime, Byron Wolf, on the Future of Fortunes podcast. How are you, Byron?
0: I'm good man I'm good. So we uh we did not get a chance to record yesterday. We had some technical difficulties listeners and I am so happy that we did not because what a shitstorm we have had uh in the last 24 hours uh with the SVB and Circle USDC. I am stoked. This is going to be a great episode. So thank God, we had technical difficulties yesterday because this is going to be a good one, guys. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, let's get into it, man. So uh, for those that don't know, and and we'll probably put this out, you know, pretty quickly uh, just so that we can get some traction with it and you guys can understand what's going on. Uh, But SVB was the 16th largest bank in the world, or not the world, I'm sorry, in the U.S., uh, and they failed yesterday evening uh, on a Friday, and... The the weird thing with them and so FDIC insures up to two hundred and fifty dollars on bank accounts, right? 50K, um, yeah. They ninety-seven percent of their bank accounts are over that amount because they are the fiduciary, the primary fiduciary that most people in Silicon Valley use. And so Byron and I were just getting into that prior to this conversation we got on here, but he was also telling me that there's a lot of, a lot of medical companies
0: that yeah. go, go into yeah, that so- for us. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know this, but um, a lot of the big uh, medical companies, like medical research, a lot of the the big uh, government funds that go into research and development for uh, new medical processes, new medical drugs, things of that nature, uh, are also in with SVB. So the the fact that all of the tech, which again, you know, tech has kind of gone down a little bit, but but and I wouldn't say all, but a big chunk of all the tech. And then all of our medical research uh, is not, again, not all, but a big chunk of it controlled by SVB or funded by SVB uh, with a lot of the capital raises, things of that nature. And so like, I don't want to say like too big to fail, but I mean we've seen that before with banks, you know, too big to fail, and and the government won't let them. And so I, you know, as soon as I saw this, I was like, "There's no way, like this is not going to happen." So let's just talk about kind of the what occurred with SVB. Uh, they had a bunch of unrealized losses in bonds. They had put out bonds at a at a rate that was around and a half to 1.8 somewhere in there i don't remember the exact number but less than two percent right now those those t bonds i mean they're at three percent and above like i think 3.3 right now so obviously unrealized gains there that's that's a major issue you got to take those at some point but that reduces your valuation so then they have the uh and and the timeline on this i'm going the timeline and then i'll give you the media timeline so then they had a run uh somewhat on the banks because of that. And and media-wise, that was the last thing. But actually, that was the second thing in the true timeline. So they had this run on the banks. A lot of people came in. There was some freaking out. Hey, man, get your money out, get your money out. And so that was an issue. Uh SVB, uh, they had to sell off uh some of those. And so they did, you know, they had the customer withdrawals, um, they sold some securities at a loss and then svb immediately put out uh, essentially like a raise so they went to sell some of their stock i think it was about 3 billions worth it's pretty close to how much circle actually had in svb which is weird like you know conspiracy uh but you know about 3 billion that they wanted to sell to booster their uh their balance sheet so Those four things, those are the four big reasons SBB kind of fell. Uh, According to the media, it was a classic run on the bank, um, you know, and they don't really talk about those other three things. But that's what created this. And so the result was FDIC stepped in and basically took over the bank put it into receivership if you don't know what receivership is receivership is a court ordered basically taking over control of whatever that is it can be uh, it can even be a person you can put somebody in a state a trust a business a bank you name it um, it's not very specific to the banking industry but in this case specific to to SVB put them in the receivership where they take over full control of the bank, secure the assets to either restructure or to make sure that the people that are invested uh, get the majority of their money back so that that occurred went into receivership uh, and now there's banks scrambling for svb jake and i were just talking about this here's the crazy thing about 45 minutes ago fdic announced on a saturday Like, obviously, this is big news. This is a Saturday. We all know government doesn't work on the weekend. Uh, But on a weekend, FDIC comes out and says, hey, we're going to reimburse 95% of uninsured funds to the acquiring bank. And we're going to give you half of that next week. So literally, there's a 5% loss on uninsured. I'm not talking about insured, FDIC, insured, a 5% loss on the uninsured that. Right now, if you go and look at it, go media, you know, chicken little media tells you all the uninsured is just gone. It's, it's, you know, you're never going to get it back, blah, blah, blah. FDIC said, Hey, 95% of that. And we're going to give you half of that next week. No details on when you're going to get the other half. But like, if they've said they're going to get it, it, it's the FDIC. It's going to happen. So I feel like there's going to be a run of banks that are like, Hey man, I'll, I'll pick up SVB 95% of uninsured, hundred percent of insured. I'm going to get half that money next year basically guaranteed by the government. I mean, that's a win. Like if you could buy something at a yard sale and get 95% of retail back on that, like that's a win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: So there, uh, when I talked about the 97% earlier, their exposure on that side is $170 billion that's above the insured amount in those accounts. So that's a lot of money. Like if you, if you're going to give me, What's half of that next week?
0: Uh, $85 billion. 85
1: billion yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, in, in total assets, have you, SVB had 200 something billion? I don't know. It's low 200. Call it 200, 210, something like that. 210. So what you're talking about is just the uninsured. So that shows you how much was in this un, uh, uninsured above the 250,000 per account FDIC uh, coverage, the insured, so to speak, that's a lot of money guys. And, and as Jake said earlier, the majority of that is uninsured. Like it's above the $250,000 cap. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to get that back, you're guaranteed. Plus they have no, you know, not all publicity is bad. Even bad publicity can be good publicity. Everybody knows what SVB is. So if the bank comes in, steps in, takes over this, like that's a lot of good exposure. You're getting some free media just from the negativity, and you get to step in and be a hero at a ninety five percent recovery rate on the uninsured hundred percent on the on the insured, yeah, that's no, a win man. for anybody yeah, yeah. well, and, and people think
1: like so even to the average person, hundred and seventy billion sounds like a lot of money, okay, but for these fiduciaries and these other banks they they play with trillions, okay, yeah. so they should easily be able to step in and acquire this bank even if it was at ninety five percent of the valuation, which it's not going to be because they're insolvent, right. Um, yep. And and to your point with their exposures, so they they basically got fleeced. Uh, Teal came in, Peter Teal, and he withdrew. Yep. I don't remember if it was twenty four or forty two billion from the bank. And yep. and when he did that, that's when everybody else freaked out and also started pulling their money. And so yep. all these banks run on fractional reserve banking. Okay, and and they. <laughs> When you put your money in the bank, it is a loan to the bank that you're making, and they're paying you 0% interest if it's a checking account, or if it's a savings account, you're getting like 0.1% interest. Maybe Some of them are getting one or two right now, um, yeah. but it's a loan to the bank that you're making to them, and then they'll give it back to you. You know, They're a fiduciary. They're okay. supposed to, uh, but you're a creditor to the bank, and, and this yeah. was a point that was made to me earlier today that I, I didn't know the sequence of events that played out, but derivatives are first course or who gets paid first. When Mm -hmm. a bank collapse happens. And then um, below derivatives is expenses and and pieces of the bank, the the employees, all that stuff. And then it's the creditors of the bank that get paid. And then stockholders are beneath them. So... If you did have, you know, these banks have failed in the past, and it doesn't sound like this one's going to end up being that bad. I think we're going to be able to recover from it, and the FDIC is going to, you know, do their do their duty and what they're supposed to do and, and help in this situation. Um, but it, say they did fail, fail uh, the the stockholders get the, the bad end of the stick first, and then yep. the creditors, which would be you and your bank account, which is the bail-in deal. And then they'll give you – in other countries when this has happened, they've issued – uh, stock to the, to the, from the bankrupt bank to their creditors
0: yeah, yeah, as an
1: equivalent value. Uh, so it's not a good deal. Um, so if this were to go South and, and be worse, I, I have seen some other things say that other banks had exposure, um, to some of the things that they're involved in. And that's really the systemic yeah. risk here. Um, Those are the if,
0: smaller banks though, these are yeah, much nothing, smaller banks that are under the SVB, not, not your big ones there's a run on bank of america wachovia i think chase had a small run guys these aren't connected when when yeah jake's talking about other banks we're talking about much smaller banks that are under uh svb like not not your big boys so don't go i mean pull all your money if you want to yeah we're uh, not inciting
1: bank runs (laughs) just, yeah. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and throw the disclaimer in here because we always come yeah, to yeah, it, right? Sure. Yeah. This is never financial advice. Byron and I are uh, giving you information for entertainment and educational purposes only. Always consult with your financial advisor, wealth manager, uh, attorney, or CPA before making any financial, legal, or tax decisions. So there's there's your disclaimer. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm hopeful that it ends up turning out better than most, than the media is portraying it, right? Uh then the reason this pertains to crypto is Circle has the majority of well, I say the majority twenty five percent of their reserves are in this bank, right? And so we saw Circle uh who has their stablecoin USDC DPEG yesterday, uh dropped from a dollar all the way down to eighty eight cents, but since has recovered all the way back to a dollar at this point. And so that shows that you know things are probably gonna work out. What do you what do you think?
0: now 100%. I mean the fact that it bounced back so quickly, uh, you know, my my big um regret and all that is I I didn't have some <laughs> some buys in place uh below, you know, say 95 like uh, to if you were one of the crazy ones that were in there, maybe you had uh you know some kind of system or AI that that bought in at the 88 cents. I mean, heck, that's a you know, shoot, you're still, yield
1: on your money in, in yeah, less than 24 I mean, hours in one of the yeah. safest ways you could do it, right?
0: Yeah, 100%. So, you know, great, great deal there. But the fact that it's already back to a dollar just tells you, you know, it's it's back where it needs to be. And and like you said, with Circle, uh, three, three, uh, 3 billion, 3.3 3 billion, I think, um, you know, that was in SVB, uh, you know, that so they, USDC was a little bit at risk. But again, like you, you have to you have to have some diversity in there. You know, if, if you talk to any financial advisor anybody that's in that space, they're going to tell you, you know, Hey, you got to diversify your money. You got to have uh, you know, your stuff kind of put into multiple arenas and that's what circle did. You know, so they had three, three point, I think it's 3.3 billion. Don't quote me on that. It's three plus. Uh, it was 3.3. Um,
1: they, they like that number 33 for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they
0: do. Uh, But yeah, I mean, <laughs> they had it in there, you know, and, and so that, that, that has to be protected uh so there's just all these things like there's so many ties to svb i just don't see this i i you know i got texts i know jake you got some too. guys just kind of freaking out oh man you know sky's falling get out get out get out you know it, and now i'm looking at the markets and there's a four or five you know at least three to five to percent increase in in your top 10 cryptos since this occurred because jake you said it you know earlier right before we hopped on this thing Everybody got out of whatever was at risk, whatever was the sky was falling, and they got into something else. So we've seen an increase in a majority of these cryptos that everybody do want to get it out of. Uh, so it does lead us into our second point in this. I do want to talk about this. So um, I've, I've seen some posts, Jake, I know you've seen them too. We've had some people reach out to us, you know, hey, man, should I sell all my crypto? Like, is it safe? Whatever. So I do want to talk about the structure of that. So where you keep your crypto is important. Jake and I, we preach all the time, you know, put it in cold storage, get it on something, ledger, whatever. Don't don't let the exchange hold your, your crypto because you don't, technically you own it, but you don't really own it. it It's, so let's get it's owed magic. back
1: to you. It's the same thing as a bank. Like I just said, you lent it to the bank when you put it in the bank account and they owe it back to you with with some interest, hopefully, but sometimes not even with interest. Um, yeah. yeah, you should definitely be holding your crypto on some type of cold wallet. Uh, I did meet with, um, PolySign uh, a yep. couple weeks ago. And in that interaction, if you are accredited, you can hold it with them and they hold it in a pretty unique format for a cold wallet, uh, where the, the keys are, are sharded and only brought together when you provide a triple factor authentication using a YubiKey, a password and a biometric, um, mm-hmm. So super secure there, uh, but only for accredited investors. And then everybody else, you know, if you're just average retail guy and you got some crypto on the side, you definitely want to keep it in a Trezor or a decent wallet. It could be a Ledger Nano. I use them um, for XRP. Um, there's a lot of different options for people.
0: Yeah. And, and so let's let's get into that. Let's break that down for people who don't really understand what that is. So there's there's a number of ways to hold it. There's on the exchange, um, so I'm going to call that an exchange wallet because you you log into your exchange, it's there, it shows you what you have, but you don't really own that. I mean, the argument is that you do. You don't really, you know, it's it's kind of like owning gold on a paper exchange. You've got a certificate that says you own it, but it ain't in your safe. So you got, yeah, you got your exchange wallet, uh, and then there's, there's software wallets uh, as well, which are essentially like an app on your phone, app on your laptop that shows you what you have, safer than an exchange wallet but not not the safest cuz generally it's just a password uh and people can get into that pretty easily uh there's paper wallets which is essentially the same format it's owned but it's a you've written down your password your complicated 16 word phrase you know and you have yeah if you lose that you're just kind of out Um, Which is kind of a bad option. Uh, And then you have your cold, which, you know, Jake was just saying, like, you know, uh, like, I I love ledger. Um, It's good. But there's a there's a bunch of them that are out there. And so that's going to look like a little USB stick. Uh, It can, it can take a number of forms, but it's something that that you literally unplug from your computer and you can throw it in your safe, in a drawer, whatever. It's still backed by a password, still backed by a code phrase, all those things. Uh, but it's really two factor. Um, you know, often, uh, Authentication. often you know, yeah, you geez. have
1: to have a physical item in order to access the wallet. So you'll have a password still of some kind that you put into that physical device. And you have to have that specific physical device, and you you do have the ability to recover that wallet or those assets with the the seed phrase or the key phrase that you wrote down on, on yeah. the piece of paper. But it makes it easy yeah. access, and anybody else that tries to get it. Um, Don't ever give your your seed phrase or your key phrase that you write down on the piece of paper to anybody else. When you do set up a wallet, always write it down. Do not keep it on your computer or on your phone or anywhere that somebody could hack you in some way and obtain that information. Because if they obtain that information, they can recreate your wallet and steal your assets. And you get a lot of people that get phishing emails where somebody will say they're from Ledger or they'll say they're from Coinbase or, or whatever, fiduciary or exchange. And they'll say, hey, we need your, your seed phrase or your key phrase so that we can unlock your account or a bunch of other crazy things. Do not ever send your seed phrase to anyone ever on an email or yeah. anything else. Like the only time that they should be able to see it is in person on that piece of paper. Uh, and yeah. they do have people now that actually make a metal deal where they'll transcribe your seed. You're able to stamp your seed phrase on there with the letters, uh, so that, you know, paper goes away after time. But if you had a piece of steel or metal that had it stamped into it, it's a little more durable. Uh, I don't, I don't go that far. I've just got multiple copies, right? So three or four copies of each one of my wallet seed phrases put in different places. They're not all at my house. So if my house burns down, even if my safe got jacked, I've got a, I've got another resource somewhere that I can get to and I can recover it myself and make sure that, you know, somebody else doesn't get it. So yeah, there's a lot uh, that goes into this with, with self-custody um, that keeps a lot of people out. But yeah, if, if you're going to get into it and especially if you're going to, you know, put a more than a couple grand in it, I would suggest that uh, you, you definitely become uh, knowledgeable in this area.
0: Yeah. And don't screenshot it. You know, I see that a lot. People screenshot their seed phrase. It's stored on their phone. They make themselves a note. Um, I've heard multiple times they're like, "Oh, I just emailed it to myself, so I have access to it." Your your email is literally probably the easiest thing to get into for anybody. So if you've emailed your seed phrase at any point, you've screenshotted it, and it's in your phone under uh, important or you know something crazy like that in your photos, you, you need a new seed phrase. Like, don't 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 be that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work for you. Uh, but. You know, this, this is what you need to do. This is how you protect yourself. Um, You know, SVB, I'm not going to say that it's all going to work out, but I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I I feel very strongly that this is going to, this is going to fix itself. It's going to be just fine. We're going to roll right through this. There's going to be a new SVB that's going to step up, handle this. You know, we can't end tech, like tech's always going to exist. We can't end medical research. That's always going to be be an issue. That's always going to be something that we're going to be working on. Um, uh, you know, I, I just don't see the government allowing this to fail. the The fact that the FDIC stepped in so fast. I mean, this is probably the fastest in receivership process I've ever seen in my life. You know, I'm I'm 44 years old. I'm not going to say I've seen it all, but I. I bet there's not a whole lot of in receiverships that have occurred that quickly. Uh, This was 48 hours. I think we're less than 48 hours into this thing. Uh, And it's, it's pretty much taken care of. Um, Like we have a path forward. We see kind of the end of the road here. Uh, And I, I feel like a lot of people are going to come out just fine. Um, those that made a run on the bank and you got your money out, congratulations, you know, like good job. Uh, those that didn't get their money out, you know, and are freaking out right now, I'm not going to tell you not to freak out, but I I think you're going to be okay. Uh, I think we're going to come out. You may have a little bit of a loss on this. Uh, maybe next time you'll, you know, do multiple accounts guys. It's 250 K per account. It's not 250 K per person. It's not 250, you know, like it's per account, like get multiple accounts. This, This is not complicated. Like, you know. Just reduce your risk,
1: like you talked about before. So Circle only had 25% of their backing at this bank. Mm -hmm. They bank with other banks so that if something like this were to occur, your your eggs aren't all in one basket. You just want to diversify risk in any way that you can, especially if you have significant amounts of money. So same thing with the crypto. Like I've got 12 cold wallets. You know what I mean? I don't keep more than a certain amount of money in each one because if somebody did somehow get my seed phrase and hack into it, I, I'm not out everything I've got. And I know that's, yeah. you know, potentially expensive to do if you're buying a $100 Ledger Nano every single time. You know, it could be 1200 bucks, But at yeah. the same time, depending on how much money you have in the investments, I mean, if you were paying another fiduciary to handle your investments in wealth management, you're going to be paying them $1,200 a year, right? Uh, yeah. And you have yeah. less control over it. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, just just be careful out there and and make sure that you're – mitigating whatever risks there are for whatever investments you're doing
0: yeah no 100 percent. i agree with that um and if anybody wants to find my seed phrase uh i keep copies of those in uh in all of my enemies homes um so if you would like to break in and destroy those homes in search of my phrase uh feel free uh that's that's where they're stored now nah, nah, i'm just kidding <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm like Jake. I have it in multiple places. Guys, just, just be smart. Like, I mean, just choose common sense here, you know, like having it in the cold uh, you know, they're, they're called hardware, uh, cold storage. There's a number of names for them, but all the same thing. Um, basically offline storage. I think I've heard that before too. Uh, put it there. I, I love what Jake said, do multiple, like, you know, as your assets grow, you know, like you would, you would give up a certain amount to, have confidence in it. Right. So, you know, if you're going to store a hundred bucks, it doesn't make sense to buy a hundred dollar nano on it. Right. Right. But if you're going to store a hundred K, I would gladly spend a couple hundred bucks to have that diversified, you know? Uh, And so if somebody were to hack one, if you were silly enough to to copy it and email it or take a screenshot or, you know,
1: not out everything you got, I I do want to say too, um, if you want to quantum proof your wallets, Because that is a concern, you know, probably three, three, four, five years from now, there'll be quantum computers. And that's the other reason PolySign will become prominent. Like they can control five and 6,000 deep seed phrases. Like that's how many words are involved so that a quantum computer can't hack them. You're not going to want to write all that down and remember everything and and all that stuff. So they'll they'll become very needed. But in the meantime, um, you definitely want to have multiple wallets. And if you're going to... If you want it to want it to be quantum proof, you're going to send the transaction there, and you're not going to do anything with it. So you're going yep. to send it to the wallet one time. That's it. Don't send it out of the wallet because as soon as you send it out of the wallet, there's there's an in and an out, and a quantum computer can start to break through that. I'm not sure the full technicals on it because I'm not the tech guy. I mean, I seem techie, quote unquote, but. I'm more the financial guy and I understand the capabilities of web three but i can just tell you the people that are smarter than me they're tech guys they say send one transaction to the wallet and you're you're quantum proof it, it can't hack that wallet so
0: yeah no, i love that yeah i mean the, the safer you can be the better off you are and as you increase your crypto holdings you know you need to take in the increased risk guys crypt, crypto you know is is getting mainline uh which unfortunately means there's going to be more and more people in this space trying to get that money from you uh yeah there's 100%. scammers be scamming so uh just you know, just be ready for it and and protect yourself uh as best you can uh guys thanks for joining us this this was great this is great information um you know stay on your toes uh hopefully everything works out i think that uh probably our next one we'll talk about uh how svb came out of this thing um we're going to try to get this one out as fast as we can we're going to put this one out faster than we normally do um so hopefully this information is fairly recent to you if you're listening to this months and months later you can talk about how amazingly brilliant we were that we saw all of this stuff coming uh <laughs> in the moment uh but thanks for joining us jake i'll let you close this out
1: yes sir uh appreciate you guys for joining us as always like Byron said. And uh, hopefully this information was valuable for you. If you do want to go check out futureoffortunes.com, you can find us there or as well as on Spotify or Apple podcasts. Uh, and you can also find us on digital Ascension group as the YouTube channel. And we'll see y'all on the next one. Thanks, ass.
0: Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. We sure do appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. So you get updates as new episodes become available, and if you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. Until next time, friends.